Hi everyone, welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with a smidgen of other pop culture. I'm Vicky. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And today we bring you our top gaming resolutions for the year. As we record this, it is still January, so it is safe to still make some resolutions and hopefully help them (laughs) stick uh, throughout the year. So I'm excited to hear about all of the things you want to tackle, Katie and Doug. But before we get into our resolutions, let's chat a little bit about what we've been reading and watching these last few weeks. So Doug, reading anything new lately? I have. I have. There's a couple things. I started reading a comic uh, by Junji Ito, who is a mm. very famous like manga horror writer. <laughs> so I'm reading one of his collections uh, called Fragments of Horror, and I like <laughs> spooky stuff. And I think I've told this story on the podcast about how, like, how I got used to or like got to the point where I enjoyed horror instead of was like scared yeah. of it right mm-hmm. or like forced myself to watch of it yourself uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was immersion you know <laughs> that, that very very endorsed practice of immersion therapy that's definitely not <laughs> oh destructive um but one of the things i really like about junji ito and a lot of like horror in manga is that it often just doesn't explain itself and so mm. like it's just like here's a weird horrifying thing that happened and we're not going to spend any time trying to pretend it makes any sense it's just scary period the end on to the next weird scary thing that makes no sense and i kind of like it because that freaks me out more than a lot of the stuff that is being produced now here because i feel like there's a tendency to over explain things right or like Mm -hmm. over show Mm -hmm. things and so i i really like reading his stuff especially because Sometimes it's just like, what in the world did I just read? I don't know, but I'm absolutely going to have a nightmare about it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so weird. I, th- his, I think his most famous thing is Uzumaki. And I think there's going to be a, um, I think they're making a, a very short anime series based on that this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe his name yeah, will pop cool. up more in a, in a mainstream way again. It, it, it pops up every once in a while for stuff. I have a question. So is it like, A, I kind of want an example of like a weird horror thing, if you could share one. But like, is it realistic horror or is it like sci-fi? Supernatural. It's usually supernatural yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. So like one of one of the, the, the biggest thing of his I've read is called Tomi. And it's an anthology of, of stories all about this ghost girl named Tomi. Mm. And they they explain how she dies. But they don't really explain, other than a ghost is involved, like how the <laughs> stuff happens. So, like some stories are about like Tommy appearing just over and over and over and like multiplying or whatever. Or like one might be like about like a snail that that starts like <laughs> gradually growing, and then like you know the last few pages might reveal that like the snail is Tommy, and you're like what. <laughs> Um, or, you know, like, oh, one that I just read in this collection, Fragments of Horror, was so weird. Like, it's a, it was about this, this girl and her dad who inherited a really, really old house. Like, and so old that, that the country designated it like a historical landmark. And so they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we got to make sure that it's like ready to go for visitors and tours and stuff. And the girl is like, I don't really know if I want to live in a house where people are like coming and going. And mm-hmm. this, Reasonable. yeah, and this one woman shows up and she's for the most part normal, but like it, unsettling to the girl. The girl's like, she seems weird. And the dad's like, forget about it. Um, but then, <laughs> then the woman asks to move in with them. Like the, like the day she shows up and the dad is like, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and oh uh, yeah, so she moves in with them and ends up eventually like marrying the dad. And then. What? Then the girl is like, out of nowhere, the girl is like, Dad, the house is is acting weird. And he's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. She's the house. And then she finds out. No, it's so much weirder than that. She then finds the woman who's now her, like, stepmom, basically, like, there's no way to put this delicately, but basically, like, trying to fuck the house. And then, like, the house and her, like, merge into, like, one like weird sort of horror house being and then the girl and the dad just run away and that's where the story ends 
What? <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck just happened? What just happened? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, and you know, it, it that one especially, and a lot of the stories just sort of ramp up real quick. So you're like, something weird is happening um, after sort of getting to know the characters and getting to know this, this strange woman. And then suddenly she finds the woman you know, all up on the house. And then very suddenly the house just starts transforming into this weird, like monster creature that she merges into. It's so weird. And then he, he, he makes like the most horrifying faces. Um, he's a great artist, but it's just horrifying stuff. (laughs) I, I eat it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dang. That sounds really intense. Yeah. What a ride. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's just one example. <laughs> a lot of people like fusing with inanimate objects. Like, uh, you know what? I've never been on Salvia, but based on what people have described to me being on Salvia is like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it was very much like these comics. <laughs> oh, Look at that. Literature yeah. can be your drug. Your yeah. drug of choice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Dang, when you were describing like the the Tomi, a ghost girl, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cute. Oh, she multiplies uh, a bunch of times. That sounds kind of cute. Oh, she she's a snail, a big snail. That sounds kind of cute. And then uh, the house fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tomi, I didn't do Tomi justice. Trust me, it's weird. Like, <laughs> there's there's a few like standard Tomi like stories because he's been writing Tomi stories for a long time, mm, and cool. her death. I think was at the hands of like a boyfriend or something like that. And so she comes back to basically just like haunt the fuck out of dudes, but also yeah. unfortunately like torment women. <laughs> uh. um, and so she's corporeal. And so sometimes, you know, people will sort of like, she'll sort of like drive them to a place of, of mania. And then, you know, they'll be like, I got to take care of Tommy. Mm. And so like Tommy might get killed again, but then she'll like, her arm is now a whole Tomy, and then her foot is now a whole Tomy. Like it's very fucked up. Huh. <laughs> yeah, That's not wild. Tomy, not cute. <laughs> but kind of a bad. <laughs> Except if you're listening, Tomy, I think you're cute, but from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away. Tomy, we appreciate you and cherish you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other thing that I just actually started reading today is the new Star Wars book, The the oh. Light of the Jedi, which I think is the first book or novel in the High Republic era, which is the new era that they're doing uh, that's set hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. So in theory, none mm. of those characters, except maybe Yoda, I would guess, should even be anywhere close to these, these properties. So that is exciting that's for a cool. lot of people who are sort of Skywalkered out. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was even a new book, so. Yeah, it just came out I think like this like within the past week. So I'm not very far into that, but it's very exciting. I will I'll start with the reading slash thinking about, which I'm sure if folks uh are listening to us in the US, you've potentially been in a similar wavelength. Uh mm. and we don't have to talk about it too much. But <laughs> I've been doom scrolling since oh, God, the yeah. coup uh yeah. attempt and the response from like politicians and stuff. I can't stop. And I'm actually trying to stop looking so much at stuff online um, and reading about coups and how to stop coups and listening to like political stuff. Cause it just brings up a lot of feelings. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly how to process them all yet, but yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking and reading a lot about that and what's been happening kind of in the aftermath. And also occasionally, making phone calls to representatives because uh, yep. I don't know what else to do yeah. because that's the one thing I feel like I can. Um, so. Yeah. Have either of you, so I've also been doing a, a very much a lot of that. Have either of you read any of the Heather Cox Richardson? I think she calls them Letters to America. No. No. Okay. So I'm going to butcher her credentials, but she has a PhD from Harvard in history, I think she's a presidential scholar, but what she's been doing kind of, I, I I jumped on about a month ago. I don't know how long she's actually been posting, but she writes a daily letter to America and it's a very factual, but almost story-like 
summary of what happened the previous day. Hmm. Um, and sometimes she'll infuse history, historical elements like, well, this echoes what happened in 1856 before Lincoln because X, Y, Z. Um, and I read those, unfortunately, like every morning when I wake up because it's she posts on Facebook. So it's like the first thing I see. But I feel like I get a good enough picture of like what's going on and what has happened to kind of unplug after that for a while. Hmm. So I, I don't know, that's been helpful because it's, it's a lot. It's like 1500 words to wake up to. But then I feel like I could unplug a little bit for for a few hours. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. That seems like a much more healthy way of consuming stuff than what I've been doing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Getting it sort of in a large package and then just waiting for the next package instead of because yeah. I, I I was doing the same thing, Katie, where I was like, I kind of have to keep looking because what if something enormous happens? Like yeah. if something enormous happens, I'm probably going to hear about it. So yeah, I I think I like that approach a lot. Uh, it's and it's it's probably better than like what I like. I'll listen to podcasts, but I feel like there's always more podcasts. So I end mm-hmm. up in the same sort of end up with the same sort of problem. So I, I'll have to check that out, Vicky. I like that. That feels like a less sort of less of a uh, like a downward spiral to get into <laughs> yeah. than doom scrolling or just listening to the next podcast, the next podcast, the next podcast. Yeah. Doom potting. Yeah. I mean, aside, what I've been doing aside from reading and doom scrolling about the coup, which maybe I'll change my habit. Uh, good idea, Vicky is I've been sometimes escaping uh, through reading, and I've been in the midst of a novel. It's the first in a series, but the first novel is called Six of Crows by Lee <gasps> Bardugo. Yes, Lee Bardugo, yes! Oh yes! God, you always have so the excited. best reactions to whatever I bring up. Y'all are so oh, well-read. I'm so excited. <laughs> have I you read this, I haven't read Six of I haven't read Six of Crows, but I read The Ninth House, uh, which I think is similar in tone. Okay. And yes, so I'm excited to hear about, about Six of Crows. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Now I feel like there's a little bit of pressure, uh, but it's no, okay. No, 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 no. Um, it's, so it's a fantasy novel, and uh, it kind of follows this ragtag gang who uh, has like some key members, and they are ragtag, but they're also like a, a pretty powerful gang, and they live in a city that's kind of... Uh, it's got different classes and they're kind of lower class and in like the poorer part of the city. And, you know, there's like they run gambling houses and there's like what they call pleasure houses uh, and, and like bars and all that kind of stuff. And they basically get hired to do a heist. So it's a heist novel um, uh, where ooh. there's also magic as elements. There's <gasps> people called Grishas or Grishas and they can do... Uh, like certain things, like one of the characters, her name's Nina, and I forget exactly what the name of her like Grisha power is, but she can basically like control airflow in people's bodies and like some body inside body stuff. There's people who can control a little bit of elemental stuff, and the basic heist is they have to break into this ice fortress that's in a a neighboring country who isn't friendly uh, to them. And they need to get out a scientist, basically, although they're not called scientists, who has developed a serum that makes Grisha's even more powerful, but it also is highly addictive and destroys their bodies. Ooh. And so they're, they've been paid by uh, someone from like the mercher class, which is basically merchants, to go mm. get this and stop it from becoming a, a more available thing. Uh, so it's pretty good so far. It's a lot of different characters and each chapter is written by or uh, in the point oh. of view from a different character. So it kind of jumps around in like narrators. That. Yeah. And it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable to read. And it's a nice a nice escape from the world we're currently living in. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Vicky? What have you been reading besides Heather Cox? Uh, yeah, right. Every morning, right at 7.45 a.m. Um, <laughs> well, the first thing I've been reading, so our book club pick. So, uh-huh. Doug, hey. your pick coming up for our next podcast was Infinity Sons by Adam Silvera. So that was it's Katie, right, that was Katie's pick. It's my pick. Oh, it's Katie's pick. Oh, my God. Rude. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> Just know. kidding. It's okay, fine. Well, <laughs> Also, book club, so it's Katie's pick was Infinity Sons by Adam Silver. <laughs> oh man, great job! Uh, but I did, 
Uh, thank you. Uh, I did start it, and I I'm enjoying it really so far. So oh, it also has hear. multiple, yeah, multiple perspectives. Like each, not each chapter, but there are different narrators quite frequently. Um, mm. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm digging it. It is definitely escapist. So I'm excited to chat about it next pod. But I'm also reading. It's called The Clockmaker's Daughter by Kate Morton. Hmm. Um, Colin's grandma actually recommended that I read this book. Sometimes we talk book recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she thought I would like it. So I'm excited to, to – um, I'm about like a third of the way in, so I'm excited to read it and like share with her. But it's fiction, kind of a mystery. Not that it's like not what I usually would, would go for, but it's definitely different. It toggles back and forth between two different characters. So one – it's in 2017, but like pretty much present day London. Um, and the other is about 1860s-ish, we're finding out um, from, mm. you know, a ghost perspective. Uh, and somehow these two characters are intertwined, but I don't exactly know how yet, uh, which is neat because it's, you know, that mystery of trying to like figure out how do you know each other? Can I figure it out before they actually tell us? Um, or see the clues that they're kind of unfolding. So I really like it. It's fun, also escapist, and I like I really like reading about places that I've been. So I'm jazzed that it's in London because it's cool to almost you know we can't travel. So I'm you know vicariously living through the book character to mm-hmm. pretend that I'm on a vacation somewhere. So nice. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Thanks for the wreck, Graham. That sounds awesome, and it sounds really familiar. So I'll have to check out why that that sounds familiar. She has a couple things um, written. Let's see. House at Riverton, Forgotten Garden, The Secret Keeper, The Lake House. I think she did The Lake House? Like the movie? I don't think like the that Lake House. Wasn't that Nicholas Sparks? I honestly don't know. I know Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either, but I don't think it's that Lake House. Um, A different Lake House. Yeah, you know, there can be more than one, I guess. Um, (laughs) I think she did like a library tour recently in Northeast Ohio. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, yeah, who knows? Maybe it was like a library thing. What about watching? Have you all been watching anything lately? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, I've been watching movies. Ooh, <laughs> how do you have the attention span for that? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I have the attention span, I think, because I've, I honestly, I needed to, this is related to what Katie was talking about. I needed to stop doom scrolling and i needed to just Mm. focus on one thing and i think typically i struggle to do that with movies because i get antsy or because i get distracted watching a movie by myself in my apartment but Uh it was i specifically put something on for the purpose of being immersed in one thing and i think it it really really worked (laughs) um so i i've watched two things uh in the past week uh, both animated movies, both movies, one that I've been wanting to watch for a while, one that I've been meaning to watch for a little bit. The first one is called Over the Moon. It is on mm. Netflix. It was a co-production between Netflix, Pearl Studios, which is a DreamWorks subsidiary, and Sony Imageworks. So a lot of different animation mm. companies, um, which I initially would have thought, like, that sounds like it will be a mess. But it's really good. It's really, really uh, good. Huh. Um, it's a it's about this um, girl in China. It's it's. I'll I'll preface this by saying like it's a movie about loss. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so get some tissues uh, for certain parts. <laughs> but uh, it's it's in like a very Disney type way, even though it's not Disney. You know. Um, so it's about uh. this girl who is in China, and she's really, really like her favorite story is about the goddess Chang'e and her lover Ho Yi and their sort of like eternal love story and how Chang'e like never gives up on their love. That's sort of like the story she's really, really into. And she's also a scientist, which is very cool because her parents, Mm -hmm. you know, her dad is like a scientist and her mom is like, I think a chef uh, or a baker or something like that. And so she kind of has like a very sort of like artsy side, a very sciencey side. But in like the first five minutes of the movie, she like her her mom ends up dying. And so the premise of the movie is her sort of like coping with that. And then after a while, sort of trying to understand what it means for like her father to move on. And so she sets out on this journey to find the goddess Chang'e and basically Mm -hmm. convince her dad to like hold on. But obviously there's a lot, lot, lot more to it. (laughs) 
But that's sort of where it kicks off. <laughs> that sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's beautiful. It's like beautifully animated. The music is actually really good. I've had a couple of the songs stuck in my head. The cast is uh-huh. like all star. The the girl and her brother are played by two kids who I don't know if they've done a whole lot, but the rest of the cast is like Philippa Sue from Hamilton, Sandra Oh, oh. Ken Jong, John Cho, Margaret Cho, what? Kimiko Glenn. Like, it is an all star cast. Um, yeah. And uh, Ken Jong like sings a really sweet like really heartfelt song which like really surprised me because he's such a goober um so it's (laughs) yeah yeah, it's really good and like the like there there's a character who wears like all these really elaborate outfits and i found out that the outfits are all designed by like a chinese fashion designer Ooh, that's yeah it's, it's really cool it's a really it's it's a way cooler movie than i went in thinking it would be which is on me you know, not not expecting enough from from what are totally legitimate companies, but uh, yeah, very cool movie. I would recommend it. I think the one downside is it came out on Netflix, and Netflix is, I think, really yeah. terrible at promoting its own stuff. So yeah. even though this is a movie that's like totally worthy of you know like an Academy Award nomination, I mean, it came out the same year as Soul did, so I don't think it it's it you know mm, yeah. is a front runner, but it it's definitely the caliber of movie that would be recognized alongside those types of movies. And I feel like no one I know has seen it. Yeah. I've not seen it. I haven't even, I just looked up the like thumbnail. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that's popped up on my, you should watch this list. Yeah. Anywhere. It's such a bummer. And you know, Netflix, because they focus so much on quantity over quality, I think Mm -hmm. I just assumed it was like another movie that they, and this is, this is unfortunate because part of this is the fact that Western animation almost never, this is changing rapidly, but almost never features East Asian protagonists mm-hmm. and, and full East Asian casts. I honestly just assumed that Netflix was importing another movie from another country because they do that all the time. Oh. But no, it was, it was a, a collaboration between you know, Western companies and Eastern companies to create you know, a really culturally rich movie. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Really Would cool. highly recommend. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to try and watch that. Yeah. And then the other one I watched is a little less uh a little less deep, <laughs> but still fun. Uh I finally watched Ferdinand, which is uh another CGI animated oh. movie but from Blue Sky, who are the folks who do like Ice Age and Rio and stuff. And uh it stars John Cena and Kate McKinnon. <laughs> it's about a bull who doesn't want to be a bullfighter. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Very silly uh, and Aww. and cute. <laughs> if I re- were recommending, you know, if you only wanted to watch one of the two, I would recommend Over the Moon. But Ferdinand was like <laughs> a nice distraction from, specifically because it's silly, a nice distraction yeah. from uh, yeah. from everything going on. Because, you know, he's a bull who doesn't want to fight. He just wants to, like, sniff flowers and be friends with everybody. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> what a beautiful, uh, beautiful bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What about you, Katie? Have you been watching anything? I have been. So I have been watching two things as well. Um, one of them is a reality show that I've been watching through Hulu called The Last Alaskans. Oh. Which there are still plenty of people in Alaska. And there <laughs> will be even after these folks are no longer living where they're living. But basically, <laughs> there's like a portion of Alaska that got deemed a refuge in 1980 Uh, prior to that some folks built cabins and lived there and so those families are the last people once their last kids die no one else will be able to like build cabins and live there legally so that's why the title the last lessons but uh it's been really interesting they're out there trapping which is like catching animals for their fur so that they can sell to make money so that they can then afford stuff to build cabins or, you know, buy some necessities and that kind of stuff. They hunt uh, pretty regularly. And it's like a, the the most, the best form of hunting because they use everything. Uh, so okay. like when they kill something. It's, it's like respectful they eat, hunting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They eat the meat. They also like have a reverence for the animals oftentimes where mm. they're like grateful that, that this, that they're getting what you know they need from this animal they get food they use the the fur and the skin to create like clothing items so it's it's really interesting to see this like totally different 
way of living than I've ever experienced. You know, I've never even gone camping in a tent overnight. So um, (laughs) it's been really cool to kind of see that. And also Alaska is just beautiful. So Mm -hmm. it's been really interesting and makes me appreciate nature and also makes me appreciate some of the luxuries that I have and take for granted on a pretty regular basis. And then I've been watching a show on Apple TV Plus because I got that free trial. Oh. And uh, the man with the golden arm? Or no, that was Quibi. <laughs> oh, I don't even. What's that? R.I.P. It's just. Uh, it's I don't know. It was some weird sci-fi show. I don't even know what it was about, other than there was some guy with a golden arm. <laughs> That's uh, all I know. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, not that. Uh, it's called Lasso. It's. Uh, oh. Hmm. I keep hearing so many good things about this. It's really good. It's Jason Sudeikis. He plays a football coach who go an American football coach oh. who then moves to London to coach like actual football soccer over here in the <laughs> states. He's just like such an optimistic, sincere, and caring character, and the way he like connects with people is something that I don't know. I really appreciate. And I've also I didn't mention this, but I've been reading a book on leadership for my. Uh, job and some of the things that they're saying in this leadership book he's like doing uh because they're like you know being a leader isn't about you it's about empowering the people around you to be their best selves and he like is finding all these cool and creative and caring ways to do that to his players and his staff Um, and he's giving people chances that other folks don't give chances and so it's really funny but it's also really it warms my heart Um, so that's been a nice thing to watch as well i'd recommend it for sure i think i thought it was like because I've only seen commercials, um, like a slapstick, like silly humor, not to be taken seriously at all kind of show. So I'm really glad to hear mm. that it's there's some like very nice, heartwarming moments, or at least like yeah. it's, you know thoughtful behind some of the humor yeah. too. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Jason Sudeikis, so I'm glad that it is that type of show. Yeah. And and I wonder like, you know, we we talk about the Bake Off and we talk about making it and we talk about a lot of reality shows or competition shows that are trying to like switch gears into a mm-hmm. more like positive like mm. light-hearted people focused uh, as opposed to like drama and conflict focused type television mm-hmm. i wonder if and i I'm, this is not a, a i'm not the first person to wonder this but i wonder if that will if we'll see that across all types of media mm-hmm. where like we're going to in, endure not endure encounter an era of generally more positive and less cynical television because like that's what we need because I think we're coming out of mm-hmm. an era of like the anti-hero right we're like let's tell stories from the point of view of bad people and force right. ourselves to identify with the villains you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I don't know that we need that <laughs> I think there's a reason <laughs> that everybody loves Bake Off <laughs> and that making it yeah. is the way that it is and it sounds like maybe Ted Lasso has at least some of that energy Yeah, I mean, there's still definitely drama and uh, moments where people do shitty things. Sure. uh, Mm. But they're all handled in a way. And like the shitty people, for the most part, recognize their shittiness. There's one character who I think is just supposed to be a jerk and stays a jerk. But most other folks like have moments where they're like, oh, crap, I realized I did a bad thing or I hurt somebody and I'm going to... I'm going to make amends for that in some way, shape, or form. Aww. And that already feels different than something like, and I've I, I have, I've never seen Breaking Bad. I'm sure I would like Breaking Bad. It's, from everything I've heard, it's a really good show. But Breaking mm-hmm. Bad is literally a show about, like, let's take the bad guy and make you understand and feel for him. You know what I mean? And so, like, the way yeah. that a show presents how people act, I think, is really important. So, yeah, a show might have, a, have like, a positive energy and message, but it's still going to have people doing bad things. It's, like, how those bad things are sort of communicated to the audience or how we're supposed to feel about that. Kind of like The Good Place. The Good Place, like, the yeah. main character of that mm. show, we're not supposed to think they're a good person, but we also are supposed to sort of see everything that they're doing wrong and be like, that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. And then also praise the things that she's doing right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, And I feel like that's mm -hmm. very different than being like, isn't this a fun thought exercise to think about how it might be maybe okay to murder somebody for drugs? Like, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish The Good Place? I haven't finished it yet. No, I think I I should pick that back up. That seems like a good show to be watching right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Vicky? 
What have you been watching? A lot of things. Um, I do want to say that when you were talking about the last last Alaskan, is that what it? You yeah, said it's called. I have been watching a lot of uh, reality competitions. Ooh. So when you said reality, my mind went reality competition, and I thought. Oh, so it's going to be like the last Alaskan, like they're getting rid of each other. And as Survivor in Alaska. So yeah, I was so confused because I was like, oh, they hunt. Like, do they hunt each other? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I went really dark. Um, so I'm glad it is not a reality competition. Uh, we said no cynical but, TV, Vicky. No cynical TV. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, so kind do of, they hunt I'm each not, other? I know. Um, the things I've been watching also kind of have that thread of humanity, uh, and not no, not that there's no negativity, but just I don't know, like acknowledging those things and then you know finding the good in it or working through it. So two things on YouTube. So I love yoga with Adrian. Adrian mm-hmm. Mischler is. Um, I think she was originally an actress, but she's a yoga instructor. But for years, she shared free yoga classes on YouTube. And um, I started her New Year 30-day yoga challenge called Breath. And as much as, like, you know, we couldn't have planned for how the past week has gone. uh, And, you you know, Adrienne recorded these however long ago and is releasing them daily. They are so relevant to, like okay, this is where we are. And like, you're going to leave it all on the mat and, you know, think through things. And as, you know, troubles come up, it's okay. Like just be where you are and, you know, work through it. So I love yoga with Adrian. So I've been watching <laughs> quite a bit of yoga with Adrian um, yeah. because I've been doing her challenge. The other <laughs> thing on YouTube I wanted to talk about, uh, and I shared a little bit with you earlier, but the channel is called City Planner Place City Builder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Yes, I keep calling him Philip, our Philip, our friend Philip from <laughs> Wisconsin. I feel very, very close with him. He is a city planner somewhere in Wisconsin, but is playing City Skylines on PC. Um, and we've been playing it on PS4. It was a PS Plus free game sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond like just being a really, not low energy, but just kind of neutral thing to watch, Philip's personality has come through and like <laughs> you know he'll he'll laugh at his jokes or like something he'll he'll explain something very technical about how you should build a city like oh well we wouldn't want to put the 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 route for the tram here because this this would happen and then he'll he'll laugh at it and his laugh is just like <laughs> so pure that like I laugh it's like I don't know what you're talking about man so I highly recommend City Planner play City Builder, even if you don't play City Skylines, just because it's it's nice to have on and it's comforting and, and kind of fun. Um, and then the last uh, like show, actual show that I've been watching. So we finished Afterlife Season 2 on Netflix. Have either of you I seen Afterlife? I don't know if I even know what that no. is. Okay. Like so thing. Is it spooky? Mm, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Is no, Tommy no. in it? No, Tommy. Um, so the premise of the show, it's it's Ricky Gervais, but in a very serious, dramatic role. And he produced, wrote, this is his project through and through. Um, mm. It is heavy. It deals with loss. So in the very first episode of the first season, uh, his wife, Lisa, has died uh. of cancer. But like kind of suddenly and, you know, they're, I don't know how old he is, but like 40s, 50s. And so it's him dealing with it. And the setting is a small town called Tambury in England, uh, maybe Scotland, in, in the UK. And you get to know him kind of through the characters and, and his day-to-day and his family that, that still lives in the city. And it is funny and heartbreaking. Like, I will laugh hysterically and then cry the next minute because it's just so... Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. So before seeing this, I might have written off Ricky Gervais as kind of like... A funny guy. I'm going to be the one in the room to say what you're all thinking because I know you're not going to say it and I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it is <laughs> it is so thoughtful and like touching and heavy, but sometimes funny. So I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, it's short episodes, short seasons, um, but it, it's so good. Hmm. So. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, that's not what I would have guessed if you had told me. No. <laughs> when you said that you were watching a show called Afterlife, that's definitely not at all what I had in mind. Yeah. yeah. And when you said it was heartfelt or whatever, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. associated that with Ricky Gervais. Also yeah, true. It's, I think maybe <laughs> Surprising that's all why around. it's so. Yeah, that might be why it's so effective because it is so shocking and polarizing that 
how he's even presenting the character but it's it's great i mean he still like pokes fun at people sometimes but it's it's him like dealing through with um this loss and still like trying to go on in a very authentic feeling way so i recommend that's cool yeah that does sound cool i mean it sounds it sounds like you'd have to be in a particular headspace but it sounds uh like a kind of headspace that you might need something like that for Mm -hmm. (laughs) on that note (laughs) 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 is there anything else that people want to share about before we move on to our main our main topic i have a my time at porsche update (gasps) yes i like it y'all i like it (laughs) i like it I, I I got Pat in the ongoing saga of will I like this game or not? I like it, but um, <laughs> I got past the first month of the game, which oh I think is key. Like I think you and which mm. you know I, I I intentionally was playing this at a slower pace than I play Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing, and I think that was a big reason why it took me a while to get into it because, Mm. you know, I Mm. think the first month of the game is really supposed to be you finding your footing because once I got past that first month, stuff just started opening up. Like, it's it's not even just, like, a life simulator. Like, most of it is. A lot of it is still very Harvest Moon, very Stardew Valley. So if you like that stuff, this has that. But I was surprised at how much just sort of happen storyline wise things that affect the town or things that happen to you that you then have to remedy because you can't like ignore it for for example i woke up one day and there were two strangers outside my house saying no. that i owed a debt from <laughs> my father who owned my farm before i did right and so mm-hmm. you're not introduced to these characters you don't know anything about it and you kind of just have to respond to them. And then as you talk to people throughout the city, they're like, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. You're there's, I knew your dad. There's no way you owe Ooh. anything. And so then you kind of have to sit there and figure out, like, who should I talk to about this? You know, you have options. Like, you could just fight them. <laughs> you can, like, talk to people to try to, like, figure it out. Um, but it's things like that that just sort of happen. People will ask you for commissions or like a city project will be happening and you can choose to either do it or not do it. So like you can sit there and say like, I have too many projects on my plate. What up, (laughs) self-care? Or you can be like, I'm going to be the best builder in this freaking town and I'm going to do the entire commission by myself. You have like a rival that, that again, after I hit the month mark, really it started showing up that this guy was going to be like a total dick and (laughs) I just fight him now every time I see him and it's like wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I like it. I really like it. Once I hit that oh, point, good. I actually was like, I realized that I like it because I, I stopped playing at one point and was like, I think I just played this game for like three hours straight. <laughs> um, and that was sort of when I was like, oh my gosh, I like it. <laughs> and uh, it's Aww. it's still, it, it doesn't change the fact that it's still a buggy game. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a patch coming out, so hopefully that will address some of that stuff. And I know there's a sequel coming out. So hopefully the sequel will have a lot of what this game has uh, going for it while also addressing from the get-go some of the stuff that isn't super great. Like voice acting is inconsistent. Dialogue is a little stunted a lot of the time. Um, There are weird sort of glitches that end up resulting in you sort of like having to exhaust yourself so that the next day will start. Mm. Like you get stuck sometimes and that's really frustrating. (laughs) But all my complaints at this point now, having seen how the game is opening up rapidly, yeah. uh, are all technical. So cool. just figured I would, you know, punctuate that saga a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love this development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's jump to our main event. Uh, just to remind you, it is gaming resolutions for the year. Per our usual style, we didn't really make rules around what a resolution is beyond like having five or less. Uh, it was really kind of open to however we interpreted uh, slash wanted to set those for ourselves. So let's kind of start with how many we have. So I have th- three and a half. Um, <laughs> That's how much I have. For- oh, oh really? well, mine is like a joke half. There's no. But I won't talk about it now. Oh, okay. But three and a half, that's awesome. <laughs> Doug, how many do you have? I did make five. Um, some <laughs> nice. are very general and, and amorphous, and some of them are, like, very specific, so. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. 
do you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm happy to start us. My first one, I'm trying this year in general with resolutions to not be super duper specific, which I know goes against the mm. like smart goals <laughs> thing, but I'm yeah. trying to make resolutions that are more about mindfulness and thinking and planning than they are just about like checklists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I made this one, I was like, you should come up with a plan for it. And then I was like, no, don't come up with a plan for it. Just let it wash over you. Um, <laughs> yes. So my first one is attack the backlog. I don't have a plan okay. for how I'm going to do it. I don't know what's first. I don't have like a number that I want to play, but I just want to have attack the backlog be part of my mindset this year as I choose games to play, as I am making decisions about gaming, making choices about purchasing games or starting new games or restarting games. Like just have that as sort of a a mindfulness thing of like, have you attacked the backlog? Have you touched the backlog? You know what I mean? (laughs) So one of mine is to, is to attack the backlog. Nice. I mean, I could go next because the first goal I thought of was related to backlog stuff. Uh, <laughs> which shocking that on a podcast with folks who love video games, there's backlog talk. What? <laughs> Mine. This is where my like it's a one and a half one for me. This is one and a half goals. So after this, I only have two left. So oh. this is you'll see why it's like one and a half. My stretch goal, my stretch gaming goal, is. To finish two games before buying one new one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sounds very complicated. I like how we're approaching the backlog completely different. Like yours has a very specific rule to it. And mine is just like, let it be. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) It's specific. But then I also give myself some leeway by saying it can also be finish one game before you buy a new one. So, And this year I've already beat two short games. Um, So... I'm ahead of the go. curve right now if I keep going with beating games before buying stuff. So that's my first one, to try and diminish my backlog by making myself beat or at least play. So if I play a game and I end up not liking it and I don't mm-hmm. want to finish it, I'll count that as like I'm finished with that game. So that'll still count towards it. Yeah. Nice. Stretch goal is 2-1. The realistic goal is 1-1. One to one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. Me too, because like, I mean, I'm not going to unpack your goal, but it's like a psychology thing because like, you know, one-to-one is still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, psychoanalyze it, me, Vicky. No, no. So yeah. I, I like that. Uh, keeps you doing instead of just buying Thank games you. like I do. My first one, I, I'm i going to shift the order because it is related. So I stayed off of backlog. I uh, Games don't haunt me so much like books do. Like mm. books, I you, you know, I read multiple at a time because like, I don't get stressed about it, but I stress about them. Like, there's a bunch I want to read. Games <laughs> I don't feel that way about necessarily. So my goal was to finish the big AAA games that I haven't played yet. So specifically, Horizon, Last of Us 2, and Ghost of uh. Tsushima. Notably on there, I did not put Platinum God of War because I'm not <laughs> that – because the way I play that the, that franchise is like – I play it once and then I will go back and platinum when I when I feel emotionally ready. Yeah. ready. And I'm I don't want to put that on this year because uh, <laughs> if it happens, great. If not, that's you know there's next year. So those three, and then I guess kind of a half goal for this one would be get more informed on indies. So I you know I tend to play the same style of game that I know I like or within the same franchise or within the same company. So again, I didn't set like a smart parameter to it. I don't know how, um, Katie, I could just talk to you because you always know them, but like <laughs> I need to somehow like just get more in tuned or follow more of the indies so that I'm giving, you know, a fair shot to to some other folks as well. Yeah. Happy to share. And also when you start playing Last of Us 2, let me know and I'll start around the same time so then we can be scared oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's, I think it's soon. Like first half of the year not second half so yes okay count me in cool i love that let's be afraid together let's be afraid (laughs) um i'm glad you say that vicky because i have one similar to that it's not exactly the same but i do think that it will bleed into what you're talking about about being Mm -hmm. informed about indie games because one Mm -hmm. of my goals is to pay more attention to the behind the scenes and the making of games specifically with the idea of like responsible consumerism Um, because, and I'm thinking of things like Cyberpunk 2077, right? Mm, Where like, I've decided I'm not going to play that game because it just sounds like there was too much going on that I don't like about 
the company making that game, the choices they made, the choices they explicitly did not make despite being able to make them. And I think a lot of what that will result in is me paying more attention to indie games. But I, I made the goal because I think it's so easy for me not to think about the AAA games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think Cyberpunk mm-hmm. really like highlights that. Yeah. Even though I think it's a small company, it's still like the anticipation for the game, the marketing for the game, the buzz about the game was so huge. And, and, and it was it was too big for a lot of the conversations about what that company is and, and how poorly they behave to not be part of the conversation. So mm-hmm. that that's definitely a goal for me. And I'm excited to see where our, our paths cross on that because yeah. I have to imagine that a small team uh, with a specific vision who might be a team because they feel like they've been pushed out of AAA spaces um, will probably be making more responsible games anyway. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's definitely a goal for me. I like it. Not to tangent too hard, but you know, today they Hogwarts Legacy got delayed to 2022, so it wouldn't be like Cyberpunk. <laughs> so it wouldn't be like <laughs> if, Cyberpunk? Yeah, because they, oh. they just weren't ready. And my thought was oh, like, yeah, well, yeah. if they also get rid of J.K. Rowling in the next year, <laughs> then maybe like I'll be ready to talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, Could they also like cut off whatever part of the contract requires yeah. her getting royalties? <laughs> Just call it Legacy, and it's about a castle in the UK, and there's some magic, and then no problem. There happens, it happens to, be, to magic. be magic. I do think. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it will be hard. Like, I'm not going to say that it's going to yeah. be easy because I think the bigger the company and the bigger the property, the more likely you are going to run into problems. And I'll fully admit mm-hmm. that there are probably games that I, I am going to really struggle with whether or not I'm. It sounds silly to say able to not play them or not, but I, there are some. Like I'm, you yeah. know, even Pokemon, which I, you know, Nintendo has a generally good reputation, but I think even Pokemon, you know, is probably on a very strict timeline, which probably doesn't create ideal conditions. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. conjecture, but I know they're on a strict timeline. So I do think there are things that are going to be a struggle, like Hogwarts Legacy, which seems like a very cool game, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who worked on that game who are not J.K. Rowling, who also seem to hate J.K. Rowling. You know what I mean? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it yeah. I think it's going to be complicated, and I think it's going to be hard but i think that's part of what makes it so important or or it's more of an indicator of how important it is yeah my next goal is to consume some sort of media about video games that aren't video games so i've like been meaning to watch that series high score on netflix for a long time and i haven't done it yet um or like reading a book about (laughs) video games not like a a fictional book uh, more like a a nonfiction one, uh, if it were going to be a book, but something along those lines. So just finding some media or maybe multiple pieces of media to consume about video games that aren't video games. <laughs> That's cool. I like that goal a lot. Yeah. I like it because it's like, uh, I like video games, so I'm going to not play video games and read about <laughs> video games. <laughs> but there is a lot of really great content about video games that aren't video games. So I'm excited to hear what you encounter. Yeah. And that's so funny because the next thing on my list is to read a book related to video games. Oh my gosh. I I know. It's almost like we are all friends or something. (laughs) Um, No, so (laughs) mine is more specific and silly and I am only committing to maybe the first book. But Halo has a book series that's supposedly very good. Oh, yeah. I haven't read any, but I hear about them a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, somebody in college a long time ago told me, like, I think you might like it. Like, they're good. So I think this might be the year that I actually read a Halo book. So. Have you ever hey. played Halo? Hello. Uh, okay. So now that you bring this up, um, we just had a <laughs> conversation it, about girl. it. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a conversation about it. I have not played a Halo game, but I did watch a speed run of the first Halo game and have watched Colin play the first Halo game and some other, there are too many, ODST, CE, whatever. Uh, so I I know the, the story-ish, Cortana, Master Chief, the aliens, whatever. You know the I'll lore. I'll believe whatever you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lore, like the Neverwinter lore. Oh, yes. There's course. a lot of lore. Which we're all very familiar with and could definitely so tell familiar. you all yes. about. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, my next two I'll say together because they're very specific and very short. And I know that I ended up making five. So 
um, to catch up a little bit here. Two very specific gaming goals. One is to complete a former Pokedex. Because after probably the second or third generation, I just stopped trying to even do that. Because Mm. it got harder and more complicated and I just wasn't that interested in it. But doing the one in Sword and Shield, which is admittedly a lot more accessible, was really fun. And so I really want to go back and choose a game and and figure out which one I want to do it for. It could be, you know, a Gen 1 game, which would be sort of the easier choice. But, like, it would be really fun to do, you know. I'm currently playing (laughs) Omega Ruby, so maybe I'll do it for that one. I'm not sure which game I want to do it for yet, but I do want to complete a former Pokedex. Just because, why not, right? Do you know about the certificates? What certificates? In the Pokemon games, especially the older ones, if you complete the Pokedex and you go talk to, I think, the people, because, like, they usually have, like, the game Yeah, like, the game developers. Yeah, yeah. When you go talk to them, they give you a certificate. Oh, yeah. If you have a Game Boy printer, then you can print it. Oh, I I didn't know about the printer part. That's cool. Yeah, it could be, like, real life thing. Not that you have to do that. Ah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew that they, I knew that, like... When you complete the Pokedex, you're supposed to find the game developers because they're always there. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you have to do that in Sword and Shield to like get the reward. Oh, okay. um, so, but yeah, I didn't know that you could like actually get a physical certificate. That's really cool. <laughs> That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, and then my other very specific goal, which probably won't come as a surprise because I've mentioned it on here before, I want to keep my Fall Guys level 40s going. I want to keep yeah, getting yeah, my yeah, level yeah. 40 every season for no other reason than I feel like this is one of the first sort of like, ongoing games that I jumped in on at the right time to just sort of like always be present for, you know, like Mm -hmm. if I were to jump into Fortnite now, I've already missed like six seasons, which doesn't mean I would enjoy it, but I, I, I'm enjoying the fact that I was there very early and have been able to sort of keep up with everything that is fall guys along the way. So I keep my level forties up. Hell yeah. (laughs) My next goal is, and my final goal, is to make more video game videos for our YouTube channel. Yeah! So, for folks who aren't aware, uh, we occasionally record, we've done Animal Crossing stuff and Stardew Valley stuff, and then post it to YouTube on Novel Gaming Podcast, the YouTube channel, Um, (laughs) and... I really like making them with y'all, and I think it's really cool, and I I want to make more. I want to spend Heck more time yeah. with y'all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it. I like that. Can I can I cut the line and jump in with my last one because it's semi-related? Ooh. Yes. I, this is, this will work, this, we're manifesting. This is a resolution, but it's also a manifestation. We're going to manifest yes. this because mm-hmm. it does the require secret. some, some uh, life developments in order to accomplish that would result in me being able to get a new computer first and foremost, but we're going to manifest it. So even though it's not smart to make a goal without the resources, we're going to manifest the resources. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) happen. And we're going to manifest the energy to allow it to happen. But once I do have a new nice fancy computer, I want to stream. I know everybody streams, but I just want to. And it's bothering me that like my, computer like can't handle it (laughs) and so uh once once i get that going i just want to do it i don't even know if it's a thing i would stick to it's just at this point it's like poking at my brain and i just want to do it um so i want to want to i i i toyed with it uh through playstation uh specifically but playstation i mean you can do it but you don't really have a lot of control over it it's very much just like ready set go and it's it's obviously very limited to wherever your playstation is so once i'm able to get that new computer i want to make sure that it's capable of streaming capable of running games um and i already have things in mind that i really want to do (laughs) so i just (laughs) need to manifest the energy put it out into the universe yes Uh, i'm gonna put that out there uh, too because i really enjoyed when you uh did your streams (laughs) on playstation of dream daddy yeah it it was it was fun but it just i it was it's frustrating to not have control over over how everything is presented yeah. um, mm. at least for me like I find it frustrating and I, I didn't want to do it forever without having any of that control so that's why I kind of stopped but I, I still want to do it yeah. and then you know once once that stuff is figured out like who knows maybe we could figure out some old gaming stuff oh. hell yeah hell yes. yeah <laughs> I like that my second it's the last one my, my last full one at least is <laughs> Pokemon related. Hey. So I I need to catch up in Pokemon. That is an actual like 
goal that I would like to accomplish this year. So right now, uh, so what we do is uh, Colin and I both play a Pokemon game together. So I'm playing Moon and he's playing the Sun version. Nice. I think we're like two thirds of the way through, but we need to finish Pokemon Sun and Moon. And then we're moving to Let's Go. So I have Let's Go Pikachu. He's got Let's Go Eevee. And we're going to play those together. And then um, we already have Sword, but we need to like get Shield. And then we'll obviously get the DLC. But the, I would like to at least get to, sh- to starting Shield and Sword this year. Nice. I love that. That makes me so happy. I can't yeah. wait for you to get to Let's Go based on the questions you just were recently asking me about it. <laughs> I like I it. I think it's fun, but it is a game that people have pretty strong feelings about um, okay. because it is sort of a remake and sort of a spinoff at the same time in like format. And I, I think it has a very specific place in like the history of Pokemon, the gaming franchise, as far as like mm-hmm. the purpose it was meant to serve. And I, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, will they make another Let's Go pair of games? Like, will they do Let's Go Johto or whatever? I don't think so, because I think I think that game came out exactly when they needed it to. And I think it served its exact purpose. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm just really curious to get yours and and Colin's impressions of it, because it feels like a sort of very specific point in time. Yeah, I so Katie, we had just started watching Pokemon Journeys today, or not today, but this week on on Netflix, and it has brought up a slew of questions because we've kind of (laughs) we're still stuck in Sun and Moon in old Pokemon era in Ash's world, and Mm -hmm. now that these questions are like being brought up, I I can I think I have a different lens already on Let's Go, but I will be sure to talk about it once we play. Um, Yeah, so we'll see. I like it. So well, anything I'm saying should not be meant to discourage you. No, at all. no, no, no. I think it's a no, very, no, no, no. very yeah. like charming game. Yeah, and it's you know Pikachu and Eevee. You can't go wrong. Exactly. You pet them, put them on your shoulder, yeah. you dress them up. Yeah, they can wear suits. <laughs> yeah. oh you know God, I, love I love dressing love up characters. Exactly. Yes. I'm all out. Does so anyone... I think I, I think oh, you just okay. have your half resolution left. Okay, good. It's a half <laughs> resolution for all of us, and it's the best one ever. Ooh. Uh, get to the bottom of the skull cave. Oh, yes. gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've chatted about that uh, folly on the podcast, but one thing that we, when we play Stardew, we ventured baby toys into the skull cave, uh, and it is very difficult so right now we're rebuilding yeah. our after um, days, yeah. days, yes, days of days. prep work, yes, of food so and ridiculous. rocks to make stairs. So I jokingly say I want to get to the bottom. I would just have fun doing it. So I'd like to try a couple times, and I'll be good with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that I mean that does work with Katie's resolution yeah. of making Again, more YouTube up. content because mm-hmm. one of the things that was so <laughs> it was hilarious and it was devastating and it was so <laughs> much of a bummer because we I wish we had been recording it was all of our prep our, we prepped so hard uh-huh. and then we all died like three floors in and it was uh-huh. if we had been making a video we would have been like all right cool like happy to have you here to hang out for the next 15 minutes with us and it would have been like a two minute video two minute video yep. yeah <laughs> for it's sure. so funny that uh, but hey maybe that'll happen again we've been prepping for months so maybe we'll only make it to the second floor yeah that's all right that's just kidding we're process. gonna make it to the bottom i don't know if there is a bottom in the skull cavern but i think it's a lofty should, goal. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find it, even if there is no one, none. We're gonna get there. Make our own. Yeah. Our own bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I'm I'm happy to uh, to to co-sign or co-sponsor that half yeah. resolution. It's all our half Thank resolution. You. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Cool. So if you want to get in touch with us and maybe share some of your gaming goals or resolutions that we can then share on our next podcast, uh, you can shoot us an email at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for us on Twitter, which is at novelgamingpod. And uh, if you're feeling generous uh, or if you like us, please rate, review, uh, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out and helps spread the word. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode where we'll be book clubbing. Book clubbing. 
Bye. Bye. Bye.